and welcome to The Everyday Leader, lessons you can use to build and grow your influence every day. I'm your host, Laura Thompson. Happy Monday, and thank goodness it's Monday, TGIM, and thank goodness for this podcast, because this podcast is for everyone. There are so many resources out there for leaders of Fortune 500 companies, CEOs, and the like. But this podcast realizes that a leader is not someone who is defined by a title or someone who necessarily leads a large company. We are all leaders in some aspect of our life because leadership is an attitude. It's how you conduct yourself in any aspect of your life. Sure, some leaders have the title. They've been recognized and promoted based on their past success and have elevated their career to a new level. And some leaders... Our spouses, coaches, teachers, classmates, nurses, athletes. I created this podcast to share decades of my own leadership experience and to provide guidance on how you can be a little better every day. We all know what compounded interest is. It is the result of investing your money and reinvesting that interest rather than spending it. The interest grows and grows and finally you have a giant, wonderful nest egg in the end. At The Everyday Leader, we focus on small daily improvements that over time, the investment we make in ourselves grows and grows and will lead to large and wonderful results. Compounding small efforts by changing some of our behaviors and small improvements that over time get us crazy great results. You deserve these crazy great results. You deserve the best. Yes, you. Believe you deserve it and the universe will serve it. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. Christine Kane. Being optimistic is like a muscle that gets stronger with use. Robin Roberts. It's May 4th and this is the sixth edition of The Everyday Leader. Actually, It's Sunday, May 3rd. I'm recording a little early because I'm trying to adjust my schedule to what the new normal be. It's been nice recording on Monday mornings, but the reality is when when the stay at home is lifted, I most likely won't be able to do this on Monday mornings. So I encourage you, if you've started something new during the pandemic, reading, walking, writing, running, whatever it is, think about how and when you do it now and how and when you'll do it when our lives move back to the new normal. You've come this far. Don't give it all up because it doesn't fit into that schedule. Start shifting your schedule now. I sent out a challenge a couple weeks ago to try to get up 10 minutes earlier every day, the 10-minute challenge. That's a great place to start. Heck, right now, even setting an alarm to get up in the morning might be a great start, right? So this week, this past week, was very special for our family. Our daughter, Maddie, graduated from Michigan State. We couldn't be prouder of her, really. And, um, of course, she didn't get to walk her like many college graduates this year and um, high school seniors don't get to walk with their classmates uh, because of the pandemic, right? So my aunt, who's probably the most positive and optimistic person I know, picked up the ball and ran with it. She scheduled a Zoom I can't even say this, right? Zoomuation, like a graduation via Zoom, right? The power of Zoom is not just for business and education. It's a great way to connect. Truly having experienced this yesterday, I would choose a Zoom 
graduation over a real graduation any day. Really, if you know me, like graduation, sorry, Maddie, I love you, is not for me, right? They're sitting for two hours, tough to do. And really, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people there, and you're waiting for hours and hours to celebrate that mere five seconds of your own kid out there. Uh, the second reason graduations don't work for me is I'm loud. I'm loud, right? So it's tough for me to be quiet for that time. Um, third reason, you know, for my family who lives all over the United States, there would have been a limitation to who could have attended the actual ceremony with us. Um, and, um, by doing this on Zoom, instead, we got to have family from all across the United States. Probably, you know, so many more people were able to attend that Zoom call than would have been able to attend the real ceremony. And the best part about it, because we were on Zoom and we had our cameras on and we were all looking at each other, we were really focused and engaged on each other. If we had just like a grad party afterwards, you know, we probably would have all gotten little clicks. We would have separated as a group. There would have been this little group over here. That family knows each other better over there. So maybe friends over here. But because this was on Zoom, we were all together. We were like one community celebrating Maddie's success, which was awesome. And, you know, I've been married for, this is our 27th year of marriage. We have family members that still, because we all have busy lives, we all live across the United States, as I I said earlier, have never met. And so this graduation, being um, able to do it by Zoom, we got family members who've never met over this decades of marriage together. They got to meet for the first time. So it was pretty cool. And for Maddie, our daughter, instead of competing with thousands of other grads, she really truly got to be the center of attention. The day was really about her. So this quote makes me think of my aunt's actions and her amazing optimism. Instead of worrying about what you can't control, shift your energy to what you can create. That's from Roy Bennett there. And she completely created an amazing event for her niece with her optimism. So why is optimism important for leaders? Almost every successful person begins with two beliefs. We talk a lot about beliefs here, right? The future can be better than the present, and I have the power to make it so. You know, I worked for a CEO who would say it this way, speed of the leader, speed of the team, meaning how can you expect your people to be anything that is not exemplified by the leader? You need your team to be driven. You as a leader must be driven. You need them to put in more time and go the extra mile. If you're the leader, you better not be cutting out early and posting pics on social media from the golf course, right? If you want your team to be optimistic, then you must lead them with optimism. There's a great author out there. I really uh, love his books. They're simple to read. They're all written as stories. His name is John Gordon, J-O-N Gordon. And uh, one book he writes about optimism is called Soup. And he says, as leaders, it's our job to stir that pot with optimism, right? Stir that pot with optimism. Again, speed of the leader, speed of the team. Be the example for your team. I hear so many leaders out there say, why, why can't I get my employees to do this? Or why can't my employees to do that? And usually it's because they haven't set that example in their own actions, right? We inspire others as leaders through our own 
daily actions. That's what leadership is. So if optimism doesn't come naturally to you, and it doesn't for so many people, right? Right now, especially with what we're experiencing, it's kind of tough to stay positive. I get that. Here are some things you can do to be more optimistic. In fact, there are seven of them. One, create some positive first responses. So how do we do this? Remove the word no from your vocabulary. I love the show The Masked Singer. I love any show really about singing, music, dancing, whatever. But The Masked Singer, they are always so positive and supportive of each other. The judges support the performers on stage and they support um, each other's guesses and ideas. Whenever somebody throws something out there, even if it's a really terrible guess, someone will always say, that's a great guess, right? They don't say, oh, you're so stupid or, you know, some of those things. So what are your positive first responses? Think of the mass Singer. That is great and, right, build on it and, and create some positive first responses. Have them, you might need to write them down first to practice them. Uh, practice starting those first sentences with yes instead of with no. So create some positive first responses. Number two, find the win in everything. Even unsuccessful projects or unsuccessful things, there's going to be a small win. Find those small wins and celebrating, celebrate them. Stop listening to your inner critic, you know, and find those wins. This morning, I went on a six-mile run. Not my best run not the best time, not my most effort. There are so many things that that critic in LT's head could, could come up with for why this wasn't a great run. Or I could find all those small wins, right? I got out there and did it. I said I was going to do six miles. I did the, first, the full six miles, right? There were so many wins to celebrate. Find those wins and celebrate them. Don't let that inner critic take over in your head. Celebrate those wins. Uh, number three, find a role model. You know, find someone that is optimistic. My aunt would be my great example in this one. You know, she really found a way to create something wonderful instead of dwelling on what couldn't happen. Find an optimistic person as a role model and really, you know, tear apart what they do, what makes them optimistic, and then repeat that. Number four, None of us have a crystal ball, so do not predict the future, right? If you're not naturally optimistic and you start to predict the future, what do you do? We predict a negative future. So don't try to predict the future. It's the unknown. None of us know. We don't see, you know, ahead into the future. So stop, stop, stop. When you try to think of, you know, what's going to happen, if you believe your best days are ahead of you, you are, right? If you believe your worst, best, your worst days are ahead of you, they are. Um, kind of a play on, on a quote there from Henry Ford. Don't predict the future. And in the same light, don't dwell on the past. What's happened has happened. It's over. There's no point in blaming. There's no point in dwelling on it. Um, all we can do is keep moving forward, right? So um, that little voice in your head that says, I would have done this different, I would have done this different, there is no losing in life. There is only learning in life. So don't dwell in the past. Find the lesson and move forward, right? 
Surround yourself with positivity. I like this one. There's so many podcasts out there. There's so many YouTube videos. Uh, surround yourself with with positivity and positive people. You don't need that. those other people. Maybe some of your friends. It's time for new friends, right? If some of your friends aren't optimistic enough and if they're always looking for ways to criticize things that you've got going on, you don't need them. You don't need that negativity around you. Find new friends. Find positive people who share your beliefs, right? You don't need people who know what you know or uh, criticize what you do. You need people who believe what you believe. And you believe in positivity, my friend. Yes, you do. Um, number seven, challenge negative thoughts. Uh, Byron K Katie, she wrote a great book around this process she created called The Work. And she would say, if you have a negative thought, ask yourself, is that really true? Often our negative thoughts are just made up junk in our head based on nothing more than our fears, our doubts, maybe lack of self-confidence and low self-esteem. Challenge those thoughts. Be gone with them. Because if you really ask yourself, is that really true? You're going to find out it's your own brain playing tricks on you. And no, in fact, it's not really true. And here's a bonus. Number eight, a quote from Pablo. Stay away from conflictive, negative people that pull you down because they're, they contaminate your energy and impede your progress. Search for people who look at the world with optimism that inspire you, make you happy and provide peace of mind. So if you're already optimistic, hey, thank you for your optimism. We love you and celebrate. There's a win in your leadership repertoire there. And if you recognize that you can be more optimistic, here's simple eight steps that you can start today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of The Everyday Leader. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to cultivate the leader within you. When you are living the best version of yourself, you inspire others to live the best versions of themselves. That is everyday leadership. This has been Laura Thompson, and I leave you with my favorite quote from John Quincy Adams. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader.